Hello, family, and welcome back to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by Omar. And Omar is an artist, a musician, a writer. He's an actor. He's a spiritual explorer uh, and has so many amazing stories about his spiritual journey. They blow me away every time I hear them. He also has a podcast where he gives space for other spiritual explorers. And I'm really excited to have you on the podcast and contributing to the IONS community today. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. So I I kind of want to get right into your experiences because you have so many and they're so deep and yeah, they have so much amazing depth to them. So I'm just going to give you some space. Maybe you can share with us a little bit about how you came into spiritual awareness. What were some of the first things that sort of like let you know, okay, I am a spiritual being having a human experience? Absolutely. Okay. So um, I guess might as well start at the beginning, right? So well, let's just say this. As I was growing up, I started the first time I really started noticing things. And then I got triggered to old memories from when I was little was once I started songwriting. I started songwriting about my sophomore year of um, of high school. And then things started getting really weird. Like I would write stuff and pronounce it. And then you know, back then we didn't have really Google. I don't think Google was around or anything, right? No YouTube, no Google. So I would go to the encyclopedias. Like I would know, oh, what am I trying to say? And and then the word would be there. And I'll be like, what? Like, how is this? Um, you know, okay, fine. I'll be talking about places that existed that I hadn't I didn't think I should have any clue about, right? And so that's how it started. I would songwrite and things would come out, then uh premonitions too through the songwriting. And then I had an old memory of when um, I was a little kid and I remembered this, us going to the movies and me trying to tell my family that we had already done this. And everyone's kind of like mocking me, making fun of me, kind of like, oh, you know, okay, what's going to happen next or this and that while we're sitting in the movie. And so I was able to date that to when I was five years old. So that's the first experience I had when I was five years old. You know, I remember going to see this movie. Uh, and they're just all mocking me. Right. So that was the first real thing that I had. So it must have been like a premonition because I knew I was dead set that we had already experienced that. Right. So that's kind of that was my first things. Right. With music. And then, um, you know, that the memories. Right. And uh, so after that, um, I guess it was just a lot of premonitions. Right. I would always have premonitions. And sometimes it'd be like it's it would be either in real time. Or, you know, sometimes even years before, like there was an unfortunate thing where, where I wrote a song. And it was about a girl that that, you know, she she started, you know, she got hooked on drugs and and it was almost like in the song. I wrote it just to get the message across, I thought. But then she really died how I, I said in the song. So that freaked me out. And that was seven years after I had wrote the song. And I was just like, what? Like how? And I was even scared. I think by then I was already aware of manifesting. So I was scared. Like, did I cause this? Like, did I manifest her to, you know? So it's it's a really scary when, especially when you don't have a community, right? You don't have someone to ask. So in the beginning, because of that, um, I would turn to the Bible a lot, right? And then I started noticing all these things that these people went through in the Bible I had experienced. But luckily the religion, like when I would try to go to church, I realized that 
they didn't give you that space, right? They made you feel like, even though this is the book they're teaching about, you experiencing things from that book, they made, or at least me in my, in my experience, they made me feel like a freak or like, like, you know, almost like, yeah, right. If you're talking about that stuff, like you're a liar or something like, you know, God didn't speak to you or you didn't experience this or, you know what I mean? Um, one thing that I never talked about, and I guess I might as well say it because, uh, I wrote it in a book already, right? But like, there was one time when I seen a burning bush and I'm like, there is no, and I'm looking around like, is anyone else seeing this? Like, this is impossible, right? And I mean, it was there, right? And then everything else didn't get consumed. So I'm like, how is this even, and then I kind of just went away because I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Like, why is there a burning bush and all the other bushes aren't burning? It's just going straight up. So like, I really experienced like these biblical things, right? So that was one of the things that let me know, like, okay, I'm not crazy. You know, I didn't have anyone to talk to, but I knew I wasn't crazy, right? And then then the premonitions too. Uh, for example, when I was trying to tell my family, and, uh, you know, sometimes it's weird, right? Sometimes it's just in messages, right? The way that these visions will come was in messages. Like, for example, once, you know, I was fairly young, probably still a teenager, and I came out of my room and my family was in the living room. And I told them I had the craziest dream because my brother was always getting in, into trouble. My older brother, like relationship wise, right? So I always wanted because either, you know, maybe he, he slept with the sister or a girlfriend or somebody or something, right? So in this dream, like some people came to the house looking for him. And uh, I guess me and my dad go outside and we're like, he's not here. And then someone pulls out a gun and they shoot my dad in the hand. So I was telling my family, I'm like, hey, it was, I had the craziest dream. And then they shot my dad in the hand. And right as I said, they shot my dad in the hand. He comes out of his room. Hey, has anyone seen my thing for the hand? And I'm like, what? Like, so in the dream, it was just putting emphasis on his hand. He was looking for a little exercise hand thing. So it was just weird. I was like, what? Like, that's so crazy. So that's one of the ways they started communicating with me. Like they'd give me little codes and then that, then they'd happen in a weird way. Right. So I'm not sure if I'm making sense or if I'm all over the place, but, um, does that. And then when my gifts really went to another level was in a relationship, right? I started dreaming. Uh, and that's when I started having either because I looked up like remote viewing is either, um, it's like gathering information in real time, right? Like they say you're like, when you remote view, it's like gathering information in this world and you're not really running into like in the astral, when I've tried to describe the astral realm, it's like for people that have seen that the show Stranger Things. Is it Strange Things or Stranger Things? I forget which which one. Well, whatever. Yeah. Oh, Stranger Things? Stranger Things. And I watched the whole thing, but I forgot. <laughs> I drew a blank. So, okay, Stranger Things. It's like when they're in the upside down, right? So that's how I've seen things. It's like I know I'm here or in certain places, but everything is upside down, right? Like when I've seen these, like even UFOs or strangely and then i get all these confirmations like whoa i was really here but it's just like an alternate dimension upside down or some crazy stuff right so that's like what i think astral projection is and then they describe that remote viewing is just you're gathering information in real time so whether it's in out of body or remote viewing i don't know you know how we we we're the ones that give everything their definition so i guess people could call it when i describe this i guess people could call it what whatever they want but one thing, for example, and hopefully this doesn't trigger anybody or stuff like that, right? Uh, but like 
when I first started feeling like it was remote viewing, I had a girlfriend, right? And unfortunately, it's like I was there and I saw her like doing drugs, right? And, but I was there and I, and when it was like a quick, I took like a quick nap. So I don't know if I was like in between, I was just resting. And then, so my consciousness was there seeing everything or it was an actual out of body and I was there seeing her. And when I got came to, it was only like an hour to two hour little nap thing, or I just dozed off and I was trying to call her and she didn't answer me for like two days, you know? And finally, when she did, Right away, she applied. She's oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, I know. I saw you. I saw the person giving it to her. And everything she described, she's like, oh, my brother's friend came over. He gave it to me and all this stuff. And I guess it was something she was battling. So she backslid in that moment. And I saw her. So that was the first time. Then another time with her, it was like I literally saw a first and last name. And when she called me, she could hear it in my voice that I was upset. And then I was like, you know, she kept pushing, like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And then I was like, who's so-and-so? And she was like, oh, like, oh, he just emailed me, but I haven't talked to him in a whole year. I haven't replied. And I'm like, what? Like, how did I see a first and last name? Like, this is insane. <laughs> like, this is a whole nother thing, you know? So that, I didn't know, did I remote view that? Like, as she's, was I watching her as she's opening her email somehow? You know, because I've never, even to this day, I always say, so in case anyone gets freaked out, I'm not that kind of invasive person. Like, I've never once to this day asked, oh, let me see what so-and-so is doing or anything like that. So it just happens to me naturally. And I feel it's more like something's looking out for me, warning me about things. I don't know who it is or what, you know what I mean? But it seems like something is looking out for me. And thank you. <laughs> you know, like I acknowledge you publicly for, for always looking out for me, right? Uh so that was one of my experiences, like, um, you know, with out of body or remote viewing or whatever, right? That, and I was thankful to her that she didn't get freaked out, right? She didn't, um, she never got freaked out. And so that helped me start speaking up about it, right? This relationship I had was very important to me, um, you know, and I think because she had the gifts and, and see, I don't know if it was because, because I know obviously, right? Like substances take people to altered states of consciousness. So she, she had it too. And I started uh, nurturing that part of her too, right? But um, it was crazy because even once, right? Like she didn't believe me. So I don't know what it was. It almost felt like there is entities because I felt like mine were being positive ones and hers were like negative ones. And they could, I could be wrong, right? That's me being judgmental or something, right? But I remember once she had this, this she had a dream and she had a vision and she was like oh i dreamed like you were with this girl and she described all these things but this girl she was like oh she was like some chola girl i, like, I never even date cho like a gangster girl right and then she described that i was like i don't that's not my type like i wouldn't right and then so she didn't believe me and we broke up because of that like she did she's like no you said the visions are true you said the dreams are true i was like yeah but i mean this isn't real so i don't know what to tell you like in this instance, like, and then we broke up, fine. So we broke up, and then, like, a month later, probably, like, a month and a half to two months later, I had gone, I was like, you know what, screw it. Like, I guess that's over. I'm going to start going out again. And I went out with this girl, and we're talking, like, we you know, we're at a bar or whatever. At that point, I haven't drank now, like, in eight years, but at that point, I was still drinking, so we're at a bar. And somehow I messed with her because she had, like, these chola eyebrows, you know, the little, like, <laughs> Drawn in eyebrow. 
So I was like, I don't know. I made a joke about her being a chola. And she's oh, well, when I was young. And I mean, she was like a chola chola. I was like, what? So here I am. And I think I don't forgot if my ex had actually even told me her name. And, and then it all clicked. I was like, wait a second. What? Like, you're the girl. But see, it was so weird because had my ex not broken up with me, I wouldn't have even been on that date. So it's weird. I was like, so that was so crazy to me. Like, wow, because she had this dream and she didn't trust me, we broke up. And then now this happened just because of that. So, you know, this whole spiritual walk is just really strange. Like everything. Go ahead. I want to jump in and ask some questions. First of all, you are so funny. You are so, it's so fun to listen to you because it's so like, it's just real and like regular, but we're talking about things that are so metaphysical and, but like, yeah, I love the way that you can just make it like very, very, it's, yeah, it just seems like we're, yeah, a regular conversation. So you said a couple of things and something that really stuck out, you were talking about, you know, like divine guidance a little Mm -hmm. bit. And, and as you were talking about you and your ex-partner and like maybe her, her guides being sort of like negative and yours being positive, I was thinking about the fact that yes, like while substances do take you to altered states, the free, like the frequency of them is sometimes very low. And I think Mm -hmm. like with particular substances, it's like very glitched. It's like half low, half high. And so like, you're kind of caught like in this glitch in between, you know, but I'm curious if you've been able to conceptualize or um, like, what's your relationship like with spirit guides or angels, or do you have any experiences like that? I mean, they appear all the time, but it's like, I have, you know what, like when people say, oh, my guides, like, you know, like for a while I went down the, well, not just even tarot readers, right? Like, even though like for a while I, I was led to that and I was guided to, tar- like, I didn't even know how to pronounce tarot. No, I would say like tarot or whatever. And I was guided through that. Like, yeah, it was crazy. And I was guided to that through a vision. And it was, it was just insane. I was like, okay. And then, so I went down that rabbit hole and I, I started realizing how, or noticing how they would say spirit guy, oh, my spirit team, my spirit guides. So I really never, because I guess maybe because since I was little, the one that would appear to me, I thought it was God. And that's who would show me the visions. And then the spirit animals, the animals were like my, on a daily basis. It's like, they could literally tell me a whole story. Okay. And I'd be going through everything there. Boom. The animals would be telling me, or sometimes I'll be like, should I go? And I'll be sitting there in my car. Should I go? And a little hummingbird would come to my windows and then fly in the direction of where I was supposed to go. And I'm like, all right. Okay. I guess I am supposed to go. Yeah. So the animals became my, or they'll come into my dreams. Like once it was funny, I was going through something and I was stuck. And so in the dream, there was like a big tree trunk and the owl was on top of it. And then there's this like uh, attached, like a tree trunk and there was water that was stuck. And then there's like this wooden piece and I'm trying to show the owl, look, look, this is all you got to do. And I pull it and all the water just starts flowing. And then the owl just gives me a look like sideways. And I'm like, oh, like the owl was showing me, see, like you just got to let it flow. Like the owl in me showing the owl, the owl was teaching me. And then I was like, oh, wow. Like without even saying a word. Right. So the, the animals would always, they were like my spirit guide. So I, you know, and then I've, I've shared about how, you know, I was in the mountains once and there was like a mountain lion 
And I heard two women and the two women have appeared. I didn't realize it till like a year later. I saw an old video and I'm like, oh, I just heard some women's voices. And I'm like, oh, then it all clicked. I was like, wow, I was in an abandoned cemetery. Here are these women that I heard. Then uh, I was up in the mountains, a mountain lion appeared. And then they kind of helped me get that blank out of there before, you know, because had I not heard them, I wouldn't have reacted so fast because I just looked and it was like a quick moment. I saw the mountain lion staring at me and then I was just like, boom. And I, and I was miles in, into the mountain. So there was no outrunning this mountain lion or nothing, right? Like it was, it was stuff like that. So as far as spirit guides, um, and I know I jumped all over the place, but back to, um, you know, who I thought was God, right? It was this ancient, ancient spirit. And I know you've had experiences where it's almost like you said you've been in all these experiences like Adam and Eve and all this. And then one experience where there was this God figure, it was almost like I was in a cave with this woman, you know, and it's crazy because I've always been like kind of like wondering when I'm going to see her because it was like we were some Adam and Eve type stuff. And it was like the whole earth, whatever planet that was, because I remember it was all red. So I was like, was this Mars or something? But all this, it was almost like if everyone had, I guess, died. All the spirits were like free. So all the spirits were flying through the sky. And it was almost like me and her were left to, I guess, repopulate the earth or I don't know what. But it was like this ancient spirit. Like, you know, it was almost like inhuman, but everything was just flowing, right? It was like the hair was so ancient. It touched the ground. It was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was like, and the eyes were glowing. Um, So it was just great. But this figure appeared to me time and time again. It would take me through what I guess people call heaven. So it, this was the spirit guide I had. And I thought it was God himself. I never saw angels till way later. I never saw other spirits till way later. I just I just did an interview where I don't think I had talked about it, where I seen, you know, this Hindu goddess appeared to me. And I had never looked her up. I had no clue who she was. But I was stuck in life. And she appeared to me. And she's very scary looking. I don't know if you know who Kali is. Well, she appeared to me. I was like, what? Like, I just looked, I went to Google. I was like, scary Hindu goddess, you know? And then when she appeared, I was like, oh, wow, that's her. And then I found a, a video on YouTube of a, you know, a woman that was talking about how she appeared to her too. I was like, oh, wow, that's my story. Like the same story. Like she didn't know who she was. She just appeared to her. And I realized once I found out, it was like, she's the breaker of obstacles. So it made sense. I was stuck and she came to help me. But I send her away because I didn't know who she was. I was like, and then I realized like, wow, her vibrations were good. Like she didn't mean me no harm. She was there to help me. But because I rejected the house, she was like, all right, like screw you. <laughs> like she just took off. And then I haven't seen her again. So, so um, I don't know how I jumped on. Oh yeah. Like spirit guide stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's something else that's coming up for me. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. You know, I have experienced that too, where I've had visions of, of angels and goddesses and gods and and some of them are are quite scary you know like the way that they're depicted in mythology and you know i guess that might just have something to do with like the collective consciousness that because so many people you know like obviously people in the eastern world like know who those goddesses are um and they all think of them like that and so maybe that's why they present themselves to us like that just hopping into that stream of consciousness you know 
Um, and it's interesting what mythologies we're exposed to and which ones we're not and how mm-hmm. we still find the truth in these spiritual experiences. Like I didn't know who Shiva and Shakti were or Hera and Zeus or like any of these ancient mythologies, but they were all in my spiritual awakening. And um, I think that that's really interesting because it's just like, it's the mono myth of existence. It's of all creation, you know? So you have so many spiritual gifts. You really do. I mean, like we've, we've had conversations before and, and I'm wondering what about other people who haven't tapped into their spiritual gifts? Have you figured out like why you have them and other people don't, does everybody have access for, to them? Like, what are your feelings about that? Um, Okay, and then I just wanted to, since the spirit guide, I, I didn't, because I don't want her to get mad. There's this one that I call my star wife, right? <laughs> and, you know, up to my understanding, they're like these Palladian beings, right? But after my brother passed away, she helped me a lot. So she became like one of my main spirit guides. She would take me a lot, like show me things, right? So I just wanted to give a shout out to her <laughs> in case she's listening, right? So anyway, okay. So your question about, I really think it's all about you. It's, it's like, um, you know, the same, like someone picking up an instrument and they're like, well, like, okay, are you using a pick and you're going to be a rock star or you got to put in time. So the same for me, I, I saw the beginning stages of it and I was like, well, what is this? And then I thought like, am I supposed to nurture this? So I started going down the rabbit hole. So that was the difference is like, I believed I was open to it. I don't know if, um, already being an artist. That kind of gave me because, you know, I'm already there, right? Like, I, I don't know, that kind of helped me because it was funny. Just an interview I did, and, and if he watches this, like, I'm not, like, um, in any way, I don't know how to say it. Well, I'm not insulting him in any way at all, right? But it's kind of like I realized even with him, because it's funny, we have the same birthday, right, me and him. But we're, you know, obviously, and he's spiritual. See, he's in tune, and when he was saying stuff, it was almost like if I could reach through the computer and shake him because he wanted to kind of like brush it aside. Well, like it is like what he was saying, oh, I saw this thing. Basically, he was saying he saw it in his mind's eye. So he saw it to me. You saw it. There is no like, oh, well, I didn't really see it because he was like, oh, I saw this thing. Because he said how he was in a place and he started seeing like this ancient battle that took place there and everything. So they showed him that like he saw it, he tapped in, but he's like. I think because he was brought up in the religious setting, he didn't want to acknowledge. So see, to me, that's the, that's what holds people back when you're like, no, no, the dogmas that have already been. So it's more the conditioning. Can you break those chains? So for me, I had a lot of life and death situations growing up, right? Like, I don't know. Now, it, I don't know if it's sad to say or what, but it, just, it was just a part of my journey. Like when I was 18, I was the only person I knew. Out of everyone I knew, I started buying my own life insurance because I was like, ah. I, I expected that one of these days something was going to happen. So I just want to leave my family good. I was like, well, at least I'll leave my mom some money, you know, or something like that. So I started paying for life insurance when I was like 18 on my own because I was like, so because of that, it allowed me to not be scared for some weird reason, right? Because it was always like, I guess I already had one foot in, one foot out, right? I was like, wow, okay, all these things keep happening to me. That You know, my car accident, then after I crashed that over like 100 miles an hour, all these things kept happening. You know, people pointing guns at you always. So it's all these crazy things that already make you accept it. And so maybe just not being afraid and then opening yourself up to it. So that's the most important thing. If anyone is stuck 
it's like you just had to oh your word surrender to it once you surrender to it even though it's scary it is scary so i okay so one thing sometimes i try to tell people hey if you really don't want i wouldn't sometimes i'm like i probably wouldn't do it because it is there are some things with spirituality that you know like when you have the shadow work or the the uh, dark night of the soul, and it could feel like you're dying literally. You know what I mean? So, so some parts of the spiritual walk are scary, but I feel like they're necessary. So, I don't know if that answers. Yeah, yeah. You know, I I find a lot of people that listen to videos about near death experiences or spiritually transformative experiences, or you know, like anything in this mystical world. Um, some people get like kind of resentful and angry and they're like, well, why you and not me? And, um, and I love how you just said, you know, like it's building spiritual muscles, you know, mm -hmm. like you don't have to have, you don't have to die <laughs> to have a spiritual awakening. Um, you can just affirm and step onto the path. And I love, and I loved, that's how I perceived it when you were saying it, like, I'm not going to walk into the gym and pick up 150 pound weight. I'm going to start small with like these five pound weights. Go ahead. Yeah, no, just the, sorry. No, I didn't want to interrupt you. You just made me remember what I used to tell people. It's kind of like this. So once it's almost like that, you're a manager at a, at a job. You have the employee that listens, the one that doesn't. So this one's like, hey, you know, and this one, let's say this one's all smarter or whatever. Da, 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 they had a degree. They came to the job, all whatever. But this one listens. So who are you going to say? So for me, at first with the spirituality, and especially since I was writing songs, I was like, being a medium. So I felt like God himself was like, oh, you know what? This guy, he, he may be a little knucklehead. He may be like a little rough around the edges, you know, little thug life guy right here. But damn, he listens and he's not afraid. And I thought that's why, because I wasn't, a, if I wasn't afraid of death because I had all these, then why was I going to be afraid to speak my mind? Oh, so you're telling me your religion knows more, but hey, I'm getting it directly from source. I don't care what you tell me. Like I'm experiencing it directly from how am I going to be afraid of you? So I was vocal about it. So they kept giving me more and giving me more. So if you're not willing to, yeah. So if you're right there standing like, well, why you, not me, but you don't have the guts to like, no matter if the world looks at you crazy, imagine like you, like, you know, you actually re-inspired me. Like I told you, you were like, when I saw you, you were like my muse because I was like, wow, you kind of, I think sometimes uh, the same, it just, it comes back in the conditioning, right? You're just like, ah, people are, are looking at me like I'm crazy. Cause as I even, started talking about now having contact with the higher being now, you know, seeing these Palladians and even, and even in real time, not even in visions, like them appearing to me in physical reality. Then I started thinking like, damn, what did I share? Like, we were really going to think I'm crazy. And then when you were so open about like, you don't care about <laughs> yeah, I was like, exactly. So that's why they'll choose to use you. Like, you know what I mean? As much as we know, you know, some. We still, there is some, the higher power, right? Like we're not, even though we may be one with the all or one with the, there is some, a higher power. Like, well, it might, I'm not going to speak that for anybody else, but for me, that's what was shown to me. I'm mm -hmm. not, I'm not the creator at the end of the day, right? I'm, I'm just maybe an extension of, and so since I was like, okay, I volunteer, I'll do it. You know, <laughs> and no one else will, Hey, I'll do it. Give me the message. I'll, I'll share it with the world. They could look at me like I'm nuts. And it's cool. Like if they throw stuff at me, I'm gonna throw stuff back, you know? So I, I think that maybe it's in a course in miracles. I'm not sure if it's actually in the text, but it says something along the lines of I do not want to be considered sane in an insane world. 
Mm. Like this world that we live in is insane. Like, you know, we've got a lot of constructs, like you were talking about all of these dogmas, all of these systems of thought that we all are born into. And, you know, it's just, that's the way that the, that the world is. And, you know, like, I, I don't want people, I don't want to be sane here. Like if people think that I'm insane for talking about things that make me truly happy and free, you know, and I think that that's really the part of the spiritual awakening journey. And and I love that you're talking about it is really about dismantling fear, mm. fear of death, fear of the unknown, fear of success, fear of failure, all of these different fears that we're so ingrained with. I'll just talk about me. Like I am so ingrained with all of these systems of fear and I have to find people and tools to help me dismantle them. And you talked a little bit about that you didn't have community. You didn't have anybody to talk to about your experiences. And what was that journey like finding people that understood or finding your mentors on the journey? Very, very, very lonely, right? Very lonely. Yeah. Yeah. And especially that, right? Like when I was with, uh, in the relationship, I thought I had found like my little partner in crime, but then, you know, she had her, you know, problem. Right. And so eventually I was led to a native community. Right. And that's always called to me. Like after, once I started seeing all these past lives, all these, for some reason I've reincarnated in a lot of native cultures throughout my life, but I've also seen cultures on the other side of the world too. Right. But for some reason like that, I would have a, a like a memory and then I wake up and I'll be like, what? And there's no way I could have known that. And I'll, I'll find it in tribes. Like even once in Peru, which were like 600 years even before the Inca. So I, I've been around here for a long time, you know, like very, very long time. And um, so once I found the native community, see, that's where it's kind of like, and I never say it because I know like, but this is just so old news with native, with an indigenous communities. It's just so old news. And when, even when I would talk to elders, even if they hadn't experienced the things I was experiencing, they never judged me. I saw it in their eyes. I felt it with them. And they would sometimes tell, oh, I'll take you, you know, the, there's this medicine, man. There's this, I'm going to take you to talk to them. And I'll be like, oh, wow. Like, it was beautiful. That was the most. And that took it to a whole nother level. That made me grow, like, with leaps and bounds. Picture me just skipping through a field, <laughs> you know, like, oh, like, all happy, like, bouncing on the moon, right? Like, oh, yeah, that changed my life. That, that that whole community of being around like a, you know, a native community going to ceremonies and even that, like, and it was so sad because then I started disconnecting from old friends. Like I had a lot of friends that were still Christian and they'll be like, Oh, when you went to the service, did you take, you know, oh, were you taking peyote or were you this and that? And I hadn't at that point. And even when I went to my first ceremony, they literally told me like not first ceremony, but first peyote ceremony, they told me not to take it. They were like, I was about to take it and they're like, you don't need it. And it was true because I was already there. I was, even on that ceremony, I saw all these visions and I wasn't even, I didn't take nothing. So, so that's how it was. Right. And then when I finally did take it, I didn't see, like, you know, some people, they start purging because that's a, a huge thing of it. Like you purge all that stuff and nothing. It was more like a reality because it's plants. Imagine it's been here for so long. It connects to the earth. It's getting all that knowledge from the earth. And then that's why when you put it in, boom, you're there. Like, you you hit that fifth dimension or whatever while here, everything just opens up. I think the Aztecs had a word for it or whatever, whatever native language uh, where, where they had a name for the peyote. It was like window to the soul or eye to the soul or something. That's that's the, the word for it or something like that. And um, so it was just like a friend. It made me, when I took it, that's when I was going through anxiety. So that's why I was like, you know what? I'll try any. I got to get rid of this anxiety 
And I took it and I took a lot and nothing. Like it was just like, hey, hey, old friend, like welcome back. Like where you been? It was just soothing. Everything was just like, you know what I mean? So, so that, that was my experience with that. But yeah, that was, I know I made it all on, but that was what changed. Yeah. I'm not going to go into the other part of that, but yeah, that's what changed. That was beautiful. And it's been for like the last, I think 10 years. That's been one of, wow. one of the, yeah, yeah. So it's beautiful. I was embraced yeah. by that and, and it was, it helped me grow a lot. Yeah. Just for further validation with that, with like the plant medicine, um, i and like I, I, I do not know the names to make this sound like more professional and more knowledgeable. But when Ram Das went and studied in India under his guru, you know, like Ram Das was this Harvard professor who took a bunch of LSD and like oh. had this spiritual awakening back in the late sixties. And when he started to go study in India, he gave hit this. And this might be factually incorrect. I don't even know if it was India. <laughs> anyway, he gave this guru. The guru was like, "Well, I want to try this LSD." And he was like, okay, you know, it's very strong and like gave him like one tab of acid. And the guru was like, I don't feel anything. And then ended up taking like 15 tabs of acid and nothing happened because he was already there. Like there was no need for that to be, you know, like the catalyst into the awakening because you can awaken naturally. And again, Mm -hmm. I love how you said like just by continuing to practice and exercise those spiritual muscles and that deep seated belief. You said, when we first started talking, I wrote it down. We give everything its own definition and even our earth experience, we even give this our own definition. So if I decide that I want my definition of my human experience to be that I'm a star seed from another galaxy, I have a connection to source, the divine angels, spirit guides, then that's what my experience reflects because that's my belief. But you were shown that, right? See, like I was shown that. So now that I was shown that it took it to another level but you were shown that too right i was but even if i wasn't and i had come into the realization that i can design my own reality by just changing my belief systems we're allowed to adopt our own beliefs i mean like no belief i mean beliefs might be pushed on us when we're young and growing up but then when we come into adulthood and awareness we're allowed to dismantle our belief system and build it all up again and and design it and so even if i hadn't had a spiritual experience but i had come in so like again people watch these videos and they and they're always like well i can't really believe because i didn't have an experience and yeah, I don't know why I feel called to talk about that so much today, but really okay, like yeah. we are designing our whole reality. And so, you know, it can, we can design it whatever way we want, even if I didn't have an experience, but I came across the information that I could design my reality, I would just give it a go, you know? And it it takes a lot of, for me, it even, even with the experience, I had to do so much healing inside of it because it wasn't like okay i had a spiritual awakening now i'm this brand new person no it was like this human body had gone through a lot and i needed to heal and feel and go through and yeah it was just so it still is so intense like over four and a half years into it yeah no absolutely okay so there was so much you said that i wanted to uh that i already forgot everything (laughs) well i guess um Okay, what was the first thing you were talking about? Finding um, our own reality. Yeah, the own reality. But I wanted to say, um, okay, so, oh man. Okay, let me just talk about, you know, you always mentioned the video game thing, right? 
So I, I wanted to talk about the video game thing because it's funny. I think while we're here, we left ourselves little cheat codes. Everything here is like, yeah, it's it's like, it's almost like, okay, we're many Earths, right? Like imagine the ratio of land to water is the same in us as is it, it is in the Earth, right? And just the way we're like little, there's wars and all this stuff. Our body, like ourselves, right? When we get sick, they build to fight the the infection and this and that. So that's why I feel we should treat the earth good. Cause if not, it's going to, you know, eventually it's going to, whether it does it naturally, you know what I mean? Like hurricanes and earthquakes, even though I know they say like, obviously they could be caused now by people, but, uh, you know, the earth is going to fight back at some point to like shake off the fleas, basically, you know, in other words. Um, but the video game thing is, is I love that analogy because, oh, and if you want to hear something really freaky, like I'll tell you right now, but, um, so, the, like when I was little and we used to play games before the world of the internet, they used to sell these big thick books that were like like a cheat like a cheat code, right? The whole book guided you through the game, especially uh like uh what are they called role playing games, right? Like Zelda, for example. You know, you had the book that guides you through the whole thing. You know, if you got stuck, you could use the book. So even that's how sometimes, and I hope I'm not cheating, but like even when I have these visions, I've always explained it like. You know, just because a book a book is there, just because you haven't read it, it's not going to change the beginning, middle, or the end. So sometimes when I have the premonitions, because I've seen the past too, so it, I feel like I just go, okay, hold on one second. I go, I look at the book, <laughs> and then when I come back, that was the premonition I had. I just like looked at the book real quick, just like we do here on a video game, because you know how you always use the video game analogy. So we're we're watching um the video game, and if you want to hear something really crazy. Like one day when I got my very first tattoo, right? I drew it out. I drew it out and I took it to my friend and I left it for him because I drew it all stick figure funny, right? But I, I, he he was a great artist. So he got the point, right? <laughs> like, and, and so then I come home and I'm playing this video game and I just go exploring in the game. I went somewhere I wasn't even supposed to go. I go to the top of this mountain in the game. There was nothing there. There were no extra orbs or something to give me more power or an extra life. I just went traveling. And when I get to the top of this mountain in the video game was a tattoo I had just drawn for my friend. Yeah. So I was like, what? Like how? So I've seen this stuff in movies. So how are we all connected? Did my mind's eye see? Was it like some kind of premonition or somehow these video games and movies, we're all connected, right? Like, it's just weird. It gets really weird. That's why sometimes when people want to go down the rabbit hole of spirituality, like, I've seen so many things, like, it gets, it just gets weirder and weirder. That's why you have to surrender at some point and be like, I don't know nothing. Like, just take me, like, take me on the journey, but I, I really don't know nothing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. That is incredible. I, you know what it makes me think of? It makes me think of the fact that, yeah, we are all so connected. Like, how did you have a vision of something that already existed? You know, it's got to be because there's some sort of stream of consciousness that we can like hop into this stream. And and, and I mean, like there's an infinite amount of streams of consciousness, right? Like it, infinity. But like we can hop into other streams. And, and I think that has a lot to do with that's the way that I'm perceiving it anyway. And again, like I'm giving it my own meaning because I, can. <laughs> um, but yeah, like when you're talking about like being able to see things, like whether it's past, present or future, again, like everything is happening simultaneously all at the exact same moment. And we're hopping into these infinite streams of consciousness. So yeah, I, I think that it could just be sort of like, 
reality jumping for a moment. So I I, I want to like keep this kind of like time constricted just okay. for the brevity of, of the podcast. But I do want to just ask like one more thing, which could be another 15 minute conversation. <laughs> I'll try to keep it short. I'll try. Right, right. I got right. the hint. I got the hint. <laughs> but so you talked about like having this vision of like this ancient sort of like this coupling, right? And I'm curious, do you think that it was ancient or do you think that it was future? Or do you believe that everything's happening at the exact same time anyway? What 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 did you deduce from that experience? When I had it, I thought it was a past, like a memory, because only because actually I didn't have any thought to it. I was just, oh, I thought it was the future. At first, I thought that eventually, you know, at that time they have the whole Armageddon and all the so I felt like okay, the whole world's gonna die, but I'm I'm gonna be good. So I was never afraid. I swear I wasn't afraid because I was like, okay, I guess that stuff is true, the whole Armageddon thing, but hey, it looks like I'm okay, so I'm just gonna keep living my life. <laughs> yeah, I swear. So it was crazy. And then um, but then one day I was listening to this, I don't even know how I downloaded it. It was like at work, you know, I was loading trucks, so I would listen to books and audio books and, and all this stuff. And somehow I got a snippet of this radio show. I think it was called Coast to Coast. So I think that thing's been around forever. And uh, it was like 40 minutes long. And this guy's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I've I've talked to people that had this memory of a dying planet and it's red. And I was like, what? Was that what it was? Was I on this dying planet and all the souls escaping? Maybe, who knows? Maybe they were flying out of there but i saw them what i remember i'm like almost like souls but maybe they were spacious who knows like everything's just streaming through flying out of the 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 atmosphere so it could have been that what if it was a memory so before i thought it was a, a premonition and then you know way way in the future and then after i was like oh maybe i was on this planet you know and it was red so maybe it was mars who knows maybe you know and they know now that there's civilizations on mars they see all the stuff they know you know what i mean even here like I know, you know, I believe in that whole inner earth thing because when I seen the beings, the the ones that appeared to me, you know, and I guess they're who people call like Palladians, it was clear that we were here, but it was like a different dimension. And I knew we were at Mount Shasta. I never really talked about it because it was almost like, but I know enough people know that it doesn't matter. I didn't want to give up their location, you know, but I, I was like, but but everyone knows that now. So after I had that vision, Cause it was all telepathic. I knew I was on Mount Shasta. And then after come to, I looked it up. I was like Mount Shasta. And then people say that's the entrance. Right. So I believe even that, right. That there, there are these beings. And for some reason we appeared there and I knew we were there. And, uh, so yeah, I believe that. I don't know how I got into that. Blah, blah, okay. blah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm so grateful for you. I, 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 I love you have so much experience. We could literally talk for hours and hours and we have <laughs> for hours and hours. <laughs> um, and I just really want to thank you for coming on and, and sharing with the community here at IONS um, because, you know, like there, there's so many mystical experiences and it's so cool to have a podcast so that we can really tap into the other kinds of spiritual experiences that people have. And you did such a great job. I just want to see if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time together. I mean, just if it, I, I mean, if you have any question, I could try to make it quick. I love like sharing anything that, that, um, I don't know if I left out anything. If you have any last question, I could answer real quick. 
I'll make it quick. I, I feel really good about this. And also Omar has a podcast and all the links for Omar's stuff is going to be in the liner notes of this. So if you want to check that out, please you know, cl- click on the link and like, and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you. No, I, I, I was honored to, uh, to be here really. Like, I'm so grateful for you and thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Okay. See you next be time. Wavy. Thank you.